This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Eli Drake. That is just a fact of life. For the Wrestling Perspective podcast, myself, Dennis Farrell. And it's that time. What's up, Eli Drake? What's going on? Just coming off a little uh, buzz from that NWA power. Boy, we have a lot to talk about. That is one of them in this show. I guess we'll start off with that. I sat down, finally got a chance to watch the finished product, and I, I tell you, I was uh, blown away. It beat my expectations of what it was. Well, it seems to be that way across the board because it's been like wall-to-wall positive feedback. Of course, you got a couple of trolls here and there for the most part, but but I mean, it's it's been it's been crazy. It's been really good. Uh, hell, even the Rock chimed in earlier today. I saw your tweet. Nice. Yeah, I mean that that used to be my boy, but you know, since I left WWE, I barely hear from the guy. So you know, what can you do? <laughs> Tell it, it's you, not him, right? What's that? The, the breakup. It's you, not him. You you got to move I, on. I I don't know. I I I don't I don't mean to, to say anything bad about anybody, but it was just a really weird look that like I had pretty decently regular contact with uh, his ex wife and current manager uh, Danny Garcia. Um, we would occasionally exchange emails or direct messages or something like that, uh, and I had noticed almost to the day. Um, after I was released from WWE, I was unfollowed, and I never got my emails responded to again after that. So, so I don't know, um, which is really weird because honestly, being around that whole group, the whole group of people he keeps around him with him, uh, seem to be at least anyway really cool, really good people. Um, so that didn't really fall in line with everything. So I don't know if I maybe along the way said something. That pissed somebody off, which wouldn't surprise me, uh, or something like that. I don't know. I mean, we've we've since then, Rock and I have like exchanged tweets, uh, but there hasn't been any like one on one communication or contact like there was before when I was there. Same, so I don't know. Same thing happened with uh, PD and myself. You know, once he left, I stopped returning any of his calls and emails. It's, you know, I got no use for him now. Oh, what an asshole! I, right? I mean, how how dear he think. That, like, he leaves, and I'm going to still be his friend. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you agree with me. Well, the good part about that is nobody knows who I'm calling the asshole. Obviously, we all know. <laughs> it's Petey, right? I mean, we'll, we'll leave it out there for speculation. Speaking of which, a lot of people are speculating a lot of stuff. So, I mean, I, I don't know if you were trying to get to the NWA stuff, and we don't have to right at this point. But yeah, we're here. I got a promo last night on there about, you know, uh, children running around in the business and grown men, yada, yada, yada. And people took that as though I was uh, singling out the young bucks. And uh, do they fit in that? I don't know. But I was basically saying that as a, a statement to the business in general, because I've been saying for a long time that I just feel like it looks like a lot of uh, a lot of effeminate men 
no offense to that. That's fine. But, but people wonder why the audience has dropped off and why the, why the audience isn't there anymore and why it's not as, as strong as it used to be. And I, you know, when I used to watch wrestling, I'd, I'd watch it with my dad and I'd, I'd, we'd go to the, the shows and when you'd be there, you'd see guys like with beer and they're just having a good ass time. Like they were at a party and they're just like trying to like pat the guys and get on camera and they're just, they're screaming and it was craziness, but it was like, these were like, I, I mean, like, like men's men, like fathers and sons and stuff like that. And it's like, I, I don't think that most of those guys are going to go watch two tiny guys, like do a, uh, essentially what amounts to like a ballet with, with kicks. Um, they want to see two guys who look like the fighting. Um, and so that was really my, my, my reference was more to the wrestling business in general, as opposed to any one particular company or particular people. Anyway, as you were saying, well, hang on, because I can't believe that you just said that because I earlier today, I was listening to a podcast called Crime and Sports. Great podcast. And they were doing one on Scott Hall in the middle of it. The hosts had said something about how you, you look at Scott Hall and he looks like one of those throwback guys that you could believe get in a fight where you look at the wrestlers today and. They look like they've never gotten a physical altercation in their lives. They just look like bodybuilders who can, you know, do a flip and almost sissy. Where are you? Where are you seeing these bodybuilders, by the way? Well, I mean, there there's some of them, <laughs> not all of them, but but they all look like guys who have never been in a real physical altercation. I thought, boy, that would be a great discussion with Eli on. Where did the wrestling business turn from guys that you would be afraid to cross in a dark alley to guys you could see at a burlesque show dancing? Yeah, I, I really don't know. And um, it, it's really kind of weird how that worked out because – and I'm not even saying the guys have to look like bodybuilders or anything like that. But if you look like a big burly son of a bitch who's going to you know, break some shit and beat some people up, like that, that goes a long way. Um, you know, even when I think back, back to like, uh, you know, the different, uh, man, who am I think? Even the missing link or something like that. Like that was a big, scary looking son of a bitch. So like you give me somebody like that, I, I'm, I'm in, I'm buying in on it. You don't have to have abs and, and all that stuff and whatnot. Uh, does that help to a degree? Sure. I guess. Um, but now it's like, I don't know if you look at NXT in particular, like I feel like if I, if I went to NXT today, I feel like I'd be almost damn near a monster. Like I feel like a lot of the guys are so tiny there. Um, it's, it's just a weird dynamic. The weird thing is though, you need to find a middle ground because recently I was hanging out with some of the old guard and some of the stories they were telling were just complete bonkers to the point where I'm like, wow, I, this business is just filled with degenerates. And <laughs> And in some way, I, I guess I fit in that degenerate mold with certain things I've done. But I'm, I'm somewhere more of a middle ground of like today's wrestler and yesterday's degenerate wrestler. Boy, I can't see that out of you. Maybe, maybe a little bit of a womanizing. I would say if someone were to go, "Hey, what do you think?" You know, the one thing Eli's done that that would <laughs> call him a degenerate. I would say eh, maybe womanizing because oh, you have no idea. I have so many stories. Because if I looked like you, <laughs> holy shit, I would be everywhere. I mean, what? Well, well, let me tell you this. I, I mean, I, I you know, I, I kind of learned. I kind of okay. So I grew up around a lot of girls and that's weird because my family's mostly, it's all, it was four guys and my mom, it was my dad, two brothers, myself and my mom. So like I grew up in a very like masculine household, I guess you could say, but all the people who are my age in my mostly, uh, what would you call them? Uh, uh, pivotal years, I guess you could say, uh, through like my early teens and, and whatnot, most of my neighbors who were my same age were girls. So that was most of my interaction. So I've always been much more adept at talking to girls and, and just kind of like knowing how to communicate with them, all that kind of stuff. So like once I kind of figured out my rap around like 23, 24, things started getting pretty good. But this last time living in LA for the last four years, I mean, now I have a girlfriend, so things are different. But before I had a girlfriend, it was like, Oh man, LA, LA is a wonderland. If you're a single guy, if you're a single guy and all you're looking to do is have some fun, this is the best place to be. All right. Well, uh, looking for a roommate. <laughs> I'm full over here. 
Ah, man, it was worth a try. Yeah, so, but in that conversation of, you know, guys who get into the business and may not be street tough, I guess I have to ask you, do you consider yourself street tough? Can you hold your own in a fight? When was the last fight you even had? Um, well, uh, actually, Brian Cage was kind of there for it. Um, 2010, I don't know if you'd call this a fight. It was kind of a strange encounter. Uh, we were coming – okay, so Brian Cage and I had just started tag teaming. This is like 2010. We were coming back from a show called Mach 1 Wrestling in Anaheim, California. At the time, Brian lived kind of close to downtown LA, so I was driving him home and uh, – uh, we, we, I made a couple wrong turns off the freeway and we were like just outside of downtown, uh, not the best area, but, uh, we were driving East. I'm sorry. We were driving West on the opposite side of the street. Driving East was a, it was a, a guy on a bicycle. He was just like pedaling along. I later found out he was coming home from work, but all I saw was him crash into a pedestrian, or at least that's what I thought I saw out of the corner of my eye. I looked in my mirror and saw what was going on, and apparently the pedestrian actually tackled him off the bike, started beating his ass, uh, like grabbed his backpack from him, took the bike, and went running with it. And Brian didn't know I saw any of this. He didn't even know what was happening. I just said, I can't let this happen. And I U-turned the car. Um, U-turned the car just kind of parked it kind of close to the guy in the middle of the street where I saw he was turning down the side street and I just went running after him. Um, I caught him, but he saw me coming. He swung a punch and missed. Uh, and then he kind of ran. He ran about maybe 20 yards in front of me. And he stopped and he just looked at me for a second. Then he like reached into his pants. Like he was reaching for a gun and he put it like underneath. He had this big sweatshirt and he was like holding something under the sweatshirt. I didn't know what the hell it was and I wasn't going to take a chance. So I went running and got back behind my car. Um, at this time, Brian's still just like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I was like, just fucking get behind the car. Just get down. Um, so the guy walks over and he's like, that's right. What now? What you going to do? And I'm like, I'm just hanging out, hanging out. He turns around, starts walking back toward the bike. And at this point I'm like, all right, is he going to look back? He didn't look back at all. So I snuck behind a van that was kind of close to the bike that he was on. I waited for him to get on the bike, start getting his balance. And I came up and essentially just clotheslined him from behind uh, knocked him off of the bike. And when he came up, I just wrapped my left arm around his throat, uh, grabbed his right arm. So he couldn't grab the, whatever the fuck might've been in his, sorry, I keep saying the F word. It's okay. Uh, it's your show. Okay, cool. It's my show. I can do what I want. Yeah. Uh, and so I was just keeping him from trying to grab anything out of his pants again, if he had some sort of a weapon or whatever. And I pretty much just, I guess you'd call it an amateur takedown from there. Like I had him in a chicken wing and basically just like slammed into the ground. Um, and then I just choked him out <laughs> until he wasn't moving. Uh, and then at some point he started to come to before the police got there. And then I like kind of went around to a front face lock and had Brian just finally come over and hold his legs. Um, but at that point, uh, you know, the damage had already been done. Uh, the police got there, put us on handcuffs. Um, <laughs> the guy who was on the bike originally just like, was standing there looking just like, like he, speechless, just looking like, what the hell is going on? The police get there. He's in cuffs. The guy's in cuffs. Uh, Brian and I are both in cuffs. They get the stories from everybody. Of course, the one guy's story that doesn't match is the guy who was you know, on the ground. So they keep him in cuffs. They let us all go. Uh, and I ended up having to go to court and testify against the guy. But, I mean, I don't know. The guy was probably a good 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, he was definitely taller than me. I, I mean, he was probably, if I was to guess, I'd say he was maybe like 190-ish. Um, so I probably had 20 to 30 pounds on him. Um, Did he have a I'm gun? I'm sorry. What's that? Did he have a gun? They turned out he did not. Uh-huh. But uh, they were telling me that, like, this guy had been a thorn. And the police were saying, like, this guy's been a thorn in their side for a while. Apparently he had just held up some place with an actual gun, like, two nights before. But I guess this time he actually didn't have a gun on him. You, you, know, what so, the, you know what the worst part of the story is? What's that? The guy no-sold your clothesline. Oh, he didn't know. So, no, he went down. But I so no, he, he went flying off the fucking bike. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I gave him the clothesline from the back. He comes rolling off the bike, but he kind of like ate it to a point where I was kind of just hovering over him, like almost like as he's coming up, I was kind of bent over him. And when we came up. That's when I wrapped my arm around his neck. Like did the wrestler and you go, I'll oh, stop overselling it. It didn't hurt that bad. 
No, actually, what was happening in my mind at the time is I was running up to give it to him. I was like, don't work this. Send it for real. <laughs> <laughs> so I just had to remind myself to like – because I had just come from a wrestling show even. So I was just like, oh, you better send this bitch now. Uh, so I like – I mean I rocked the shit out of him. And and uh, Brian Cage really his joke about it after that uh, talking about the, the bicycle clothesline. Um so yeah, it was just, it was, a, it was a crazy, crazy thing, but yeah, I ended up no punch. No punches were, th- I mean, he threw a punch and missed. Um, but like, I don't think if I was to get in a, into a fight in real life, I don't think, I think punching would be my last resort. I think I'd be more of a grappler. Um, even in like when I get in little scuffles in like middle school or whatnot, like I would always, I would never throw a punch. I would just pick up a guy and throw him. Um, so I, I think that would be more my, more my motif, if you will, man, did, did but, you- but my, but, but, but if I get it from anybody, obviously it's, it's from my dad. My dad has a reputation in my town, like to the point where like my friends, dads will tell me about him. My uncle would tell me about him. Um, like he was just, he, he had a reputation for like, don't mess with this guy. He will whip your ass. Uh, my dad's like old school roughneck to the gills. Wow, what does he think of wrestling? I'm because because an old well, school... he's he's the reason I got into it. Oh, so he loves it. Yeah. Okay, I I like that because that's kind of my dad was a marine and he's six foot forever, and that's how I kind of got into wrestling was by sitting there watching him and then you ask questions and now you're the wrestling nerd and he's moved on. <laughs> yeah, no, my, my, my dad still sits and watches. He sits in the chair and watches it every Monday night. Um, we, I mean, hell we used to watch it every Monday night. We'd watch, uh, we'd watch the Saturday night shows, the Sunday night shows. I think AWA was on ESPN for a bit. I think even world-class was available. Might've been on ESPN for a little bit back in the eighties. And I mean, anything that was wrestling, he was watching it and I was watching it with him. Now, uh, is he, our is occasional he- Monday night routine was to go get, uh, a dozen donuts, have some donuts and a glass of milk and sit and watch some wrestling. Is he like, like honest to a fault where he watches one of your matches? And he goes, that was dog crap, son. Uh, you, <laughs> the one thing that, that he would get on was, uh, he was like, man, you don't ever win a match. Do you? When I used <laughs> to be at, uh, impact. Cause there was that point in time where it was just like, yeah, I felt like I was just getting, you know, buried at one point, but he was like, you, you never win a match. And I was like, well, yeah, I was like, well, it's kind of bad if even, you know, the people who aren't even in it are, are noticing. Like, to the most part, they always say, you know, the, the wins and losses don't matter to some degree. But if you're if you're winning, I'm sorry, if you're losing exponentially more than you're winning, uh, people are going to notice that. And it's going to be kind of tough for you to be taken seriously. I could see that. That that would kind of suck. But for the most part, like he he kind of he kind of plays the line of like half in the kayfabe and half not like. Hmm. Like he'll be like, oh, why you, you always have to be the bad guy? You're always cheating to win, or you know something like that. Or, um, and anything, so. anything else from the NWA show we should talk about that uh, we may miss last week, or even talking about the show? I, did you sit and watch the whole show? I did. Um, I, I, I watched it as soon as it came on yesterday. I, I have friends who like. I got a friend who came to the shows. Uh, isn't that much into wrestling, but he, he lives in Atlanta and just wanted to come and support me. Came to the first night and was like, I, uh, he was like, I think we're only going to make it to the first night. Came the first night and he was like, oh, no, we're definitely coming back the second night. And now he's like jazzed about coming back to the pay-per-view in December. And even last night he was like, I know I was there, but like I'm watching this again. And he's still been gushing about it like all day long. Uh, and he's been like on Reddit and he's been sending me different little screenshots of like Reddit and what people were saying on there. Um I don't know, man. It was just a crazy, crazy – like, okay, there, there was a point where I hit uh, Caleb Conley with a, a neck breaker, yes. and they reacted pretty well to it. But then I turned around and just looked at the audience, and you would have thought I said so. I said nothing. All I did was turn around and look at them, and they all, I mean, popped like I just said or did something so prolific. You know what? I did notice that, that they were pretty hot. Uh, you, you came out in this, like – was there spikes on your jacket or did you like 
Just got some studs on there. Or bedazzle it. Like the stud that I am. There ain't no bedazzling. What's the matter with you? It looked like you might have bedazzled it a little bit. I say I got some big old silver studs on that bitch. I was going to say, Eli Drake with the bedazzle machine. Nice job. Come on. You're not gonna. You're not gonna be a bedazzler. Nah, I just have some uh, some metallic silver going on and some uh, some silver studs for you. Oh, okay. Are you a heel uh, or a face? Because I'm I'm guessing you're a heel, but I'm whatever I want to be. Did I seem like a heel last night? I, I don't know. People seem to love me. Heelish. I, I came off heelish last night. Yes, I thought so. Wow. If, if okay. anybody listening doesn't agree with me, tweet us both and tell us what you think. But Did you watch the same show that I watched? Uh, I think so, AEW. Man, I don't know. The second I came out, they, they were hot you. for it. They did. I won but, the match. They were hot for it. But you came that, out. That tells me I'm the biggest white bread baby face I've ever seen. Well, hang on now. Whoa, 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 whoa. We'll, we'll bring it back here for a second there, stud. Um, you, you, you're wearing all studs, studs are what's on my vest. Not bedazzled. Go ahead. (laughs) You're wearing all black. You, you, you fight Caleb who comes out looking like a face. Like he came out looking like, like the third man from the rockers. Let's not lie to ourselves for that right there. Take the crowd reaction out. That right there tells me you, you were the heel. Can't we both be faces? Not in this world. What if I'm a tweener? Ooh. Ooh. Now you're bending things. I like that. All right. <laughs> let's move on. There's something that's been in the news for a few weeks now. And I wanted to talk about it, but I wasn't sure. Uh-oh. What did I do? Not you. It's not all about Eli Drake. Not today, at least. All right. But I wasn't sure. Actually, today, I think it is. Today is all about me. Come on. At least the first 19 minutes. <laughs> but it's CM Punk doing the... I guess I guess he confirmed that he's going to be doing a a studio show for Fox about WWE SmackDown. He's, you know, is that confirmed? Because like I knew he had done the the tryout or the audition or whatever, but is he actually going to be on it? It sounds like he is. From I, I've seen it uh, posted on a few sites. None that I feel like are super duper reputable that I could quote here. Uh, but I also spent thirty seconds looking, so I don't know. But basically, Punk confirmed they did meet, and it, it sounds like it's going to be, if not there, they're negotiating a contract now. He made it a point to say he met with Fox and not WWE, but this makes him the ultimate hypocrite, Eli. I'm sorry, but when I see CM Punk doing anything, even as a third-party associate to WWE SmackDown, I lose any and all respect for CM Punk that I had. I mean, I had a lot of respect for a guy who left his way, a guy who has turned his nose up at at probably money that you and I would flip out to get booked for just because he's he's done. He's sticking with his guns. And being a studio announcer is different. I'm okay with that. But the fact that it's WWE that basically he kicked his own best friend – Colt Cabana out of his friendship circle because during a lawsuit with WWE, Colt went backstage and met friends at a WWE show. And now here he is, whether it's third party or not doing something with, for, and around WWE, I've lost all respect for that guy. Well, you know, I was always confused for for years when uh, The Rock came back, for instance. People would always talk about... uh, you know, how, how dare he? He went away. Uh, why would we like him again? He, you know, he didn't stay. And then it's like CM Punk left. And it was like for months and months and months, people were chanting CM Punk. And it's like, uh, didn't this guy abandon you? That always confused me. Um, but see, when you tell me the, the, the Colt Cabana thing, I didn't know that thing about the going backstage and whatnot and uh, some heat there. I knew they had some sort of heat that I, never really made sense to me. Uh, I see, I, I don't know though. Cause you never know what happened, what has happened since all that went down as far as like backstage, what kind of, um, deals have been made, what kind of, uh, compromises have been made. Cause I mean, if you even think about like guys who've, uh, held up Vince for money or stuff like that, I mean, Jeff Jarrett held up Vince for money. He's 
in the Hall of Fame and back there. Ultimate Warrior did the same thing. Uh, you know, you got guys who've said awful things about the WWE, like Bruno San Martino and other people who've been brought back there. So, I, I mean, I, I guess it's that case again. Never say never. Well, I can see why WWE would bring him back in. I That's a no-brainer to me. It's why he would ever go back. I mean, the lawsuits, injuries. He had nothing nice to say about anybody in that company when he left. I mean, the CM Punk Barry train almost still continues to this day. But now here he is, the studio guy. It's it doesn't make sense. I don't like it, especially since he tried to hold his friends to this whole another st- uh, this whole another. I what's the word I'm looking for here? But a level of friendship of if I'm suing this company, I don't even want you seeing your friends backstage. It's not like they were on the show. To me, there's no difference whether you're visiting friends backstage or you're doing a show talking about it. Well, maybe in a strange way, it's kind of that whole adage of uh, the best revenge is success in the certain sense of now he's finding success without having to beat up his body uh, and he's getting it on their dime where now he's probably actually going to end up getting uh, benefits and uh, things like that where he's probably going to get a better treatment than he was as a wrestling talent, I would imagine. Um, This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because when you are when you're on now, if especially if it's Fox, if it, I don't know if you've ever been on a movie set or a TV set. Holy shit, is the treatment different uh, for a wrestling talent? You're essentially treated like garbage for the most part, um, which is crazy because we're the guys, you know, doing everything. Everything that's going on in front of you is is you know brought to you by the guys who are in the ring i mean of course you know you got guys behind the scenes who are putting the show together blah 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 whatever but like you get there and it's basically like ah oh, we we hollowed out this broom closet for you to change in here's this hallway for you to change in oh we couldn't find anything better uh, uh get your own food you know do when you go to a movie set they it doesn't even matter if you're like I, I was on Brooklyn Nine Nine and and I did nothing. I, I stood there and made a couple facial reactions. I was treated like a damn star. I got a trailer. I got my own little changing trailer to be in. There, there was food. It was like, hey, Mister Ricker, what can we do for you? What can we do for you? Everything, everything was like so well treated. So in a weird way, I could almost see it being his success revenge in the certain sense that. He's probably going to get that great treatment somewhat under their umbrella. He's probably going to get as good a pay, if not better, than he was making there. And he doesn't have to break his back to do it. No, I, like I said, I would see why he would do the studio show stuff. I just don't know why he would do it for WWE. And it's the money. Let's not lie to ourselves. It's not friendship or opportunity. It's money. But oh, Of course. But, boy, for a guy that... I hate – and it's going to be a not true way of putting it, but I want to put it this way to maybe hammer home the point. But from a guy who made his post-WWE WWE career living by bashing WWE and all of its talents, he sure went running right back to him. Yeah, I mean, then again, though, I mean, I guess it's also that case of you, you don't know what uh... – what may have happened in the meantime of uh, since then until now. I mean, of course, you know, Triple H seemed to kind of minimize it uh, when he was asked about it recently. But it also sounds like it's an opportunity. I'm sorry, not an opportunity, but it sounds like a uh, 
something that might be out of his hands. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is there. I guess there, I guess I could see both sides of being like, ah, what a sellout. What a, can't believe him. I lost all respect. And I could also be like, okay, I see what you're doing. I dig it. And I only say this because of what happened between him and Colt, which is well documented. You can go online and, and well, yeah, that's really bad and search it. That's the only thing. Now, if if he went out and trashed him, and Colt went out and you know to a WWE backstage and they had fun and CM Punk and they're still best friends. I is that really a thing? It is. I thought really, it had something. To, I, th- I thought it had something to do with the podcast. Nope. Nope. Uh, that they that was part of it uh, after. Uh, CM Punk cut Colt out of his friendship circle because, you know, the lawsuit with the the WWE doctor was going on and Colt was backstage at a WWE show. And that's what started the the (laughs) snowball down the hill. I mean, that is pretty childish. Absolutely. But but I would not have been so snooty about it if that didn't happen. If he was out bashing WWE and here he comes, I could say, well, you know what? I understand it. But when you hold your friends to a higher standard that you're willing to live by, in which to me this tells me, you know, he holds everybody to this different higher standard, and in a heartbeat he's willing to say, you know what, you you keep up that standard. I'm taking a step back and going in with the WWE or Fox talking about WWE. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I uh, Hogan essentially tried to put. WWE had a Eric Bischoff tried to put WWE out of business, and then he went and worked for him. So I don't but, know. But I think that's that's two different things. You're you're talking about business being business. You're you're not talking about. But that Eric. did get pretty personal, though, especially Eric Bischoff, like challenging Vince McMahon to come and fight him and stuff like that, and I, trying to. I mean, if you're trying to kill somebody's business, that can get pretty personal. I don't know. No, I get it, I, and I understand it. But on the flip side, you can. I, I I'll say. Uh, times are different, and WWE wanted those guys great. Where I would say may have made more sense was if Eric Bischoff was trying to kill the WWE, they put WCW out of business, and Eric Bischoff's best friend is at a WWE show, and Eric Bischoff goes, we're not friends anymore, F you, and then you know cuts off the friendship. Then a year or two later, you see Eric Bischoff working for WWE. I go, well, wait a second. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, it wasn't that much longer after. I, I, he was there a year later, right? Some something like that. But you, you, I guess you. Am I making a good point for you to see my point of view? I think so. I, I guess I'm just trying to. I have a habit of playing devil's advocate. So <laughs> no matter what you say, I'm going to be like, oh well, yeah. But what about this? It's, Even it's not know. because you and CM Punk are like best friends or anything. I met him once, and it was just hello, nice to meet you. Mm. Isn't isn't that kind of how it is in the business? A lot of times, where people think, like same thing with I was there when Petey and I first met Cody Rhodes when he first got to Ring of Honor, and Pete walked by, shook his hand, nice to meet you, and we moved on. And Pete's like, "What do I say to him? I'm I don't know the guy, but like everybody thinks you guys are all best friends." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's usually a smaller crew of who you're actually like really tight with. But I mean, like there there are there are a bunch of guys who like if I'd see, we'd probably give a you know nice warm embrace. But I mean, it wouldn't really be like long lasting where we'd be hanging out all damn day. Yeah, uh, that CM Punk thing that just that bothers me for whatever reason, and I I don't know. But anyways, that I see. I see that, and, and Punk has this arrogance about him that, that it, whether he believes it or not, that he's better than everybody else. And now to see him, and once again, you know, the r- reports are that he was working with Fox, not WWE, but I still say, you know, potato, potato in that situation. It's not like he's working for Fox doing NFL football or MMA. He's working for Fox doing WWE stuff. But one wonders if he might be doing that in hopes of uh... – you know, starting some sort of a broadcasting career where he could go, go into MMA or something else like that. Hey, but he's done all that stuff, right? Well, he hasn't done broadcast. Well, he, he has. What did he call a fight or something like that? He called one fight, and I think he's done a little studio stuff. But where where did he call the fight? 
Was that UFC or somewhere else? Uh, maybe UFC. I, I see. I'm not a UFC guy. But see, the, like, but see that this this is why because nobody even knows where that happened, when that happened. I do recall it happened now that you said it, but I don't think it happened on a large scale. Like I don't think UFC probably had him in a call a fight. I just don't see that because I mean he lost two fights. Why would they do that? Um, but if they put him on Fox, that's an enormous network. Um, so I feel like that would only be to his advantage, and if he can essentially use the WWE as a uh, stepping stone while also getting paid a very fat salary, I can kind of see what he's doing. It's kind of like swallow your pride to kind of tell him to go F themselves at some point. Did you watch wrestling during the uh, Master P, No no Limit Soldiers, Rap is Crap stuff? Uh, I, I watched wrestling, but I did not watch WCW by that point. I had completely checked out by the time that was all happening. WCW was a mess at that point. Well, guess what? Master P is back in wrestling. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, what? What? <laughs> he just purchased House of Glory Wrestling. Oh, old hog wrestling. I think we were supposed to do it when I was with Impact. We were supposed to do a show with them, but I, I don't know anything about them. Yes, Master P. New York or New Jersey or something, right? Something like that. It uh, So... Uh, takes over Hog. Uh, he's going to merger his hip hop and pro wrestling. He's got a lot of things. He says Vince McMahon is in trouble because this will be a whole different league we're in. So, oh boy, I, I, boy, it, it kind of. And here's first my, of all, not a wise move to uh, even call your shot like that when you haven't done a damn thing. If you're going to buy something, buy Ring of Honor. You know, there was a report that it was up for sale. You could probably do a lot more with Ring of Honor and its tape, you know, tapes than you can with Hog Wrestling. Well, not only that, but like you're okay. So if you're just starting out, the guy's never even had his hand in wrestling. I mean, kind of, he's had his hand in wrestling, but, but like as far as like running something, why, why you got to worry about the other guy? Just do your thing. Make your thing as good as you can. I, I don't ever remember until the Monday Night Wars. I don't remember WCW or NWA ever talking about WWF before that. It was just like all of a sudden, uh, you know, they moved from Saturday nights to Monday. Then they started talking about it. But like, I don't know. To me, it's like if, if you want to find success, you actually want to do something. Don't, don't worry about what the other guys are doing. Do your own thing. I mean, if you want to look at what they're doing and do something different or – you feel like they're doing something wrong. You want to do it right. Fine. But to be like, Oh, I'm going to put Vince McMahon out of business. No, you're not. This is, and it's not a well thought out thought, but I, I want you to try to come with me on this journey and maybe tell me I'm thinking wrong. Right. Uh, up until this point, and, and I hope this doesn't start a trend with people buying out these hardworking little – I think I can call you know, hog wrestling independent, right? I, I, that's fair? We, well, yeah. I don't think anybody signed to a contract there. Okay, good. I'm worried that this is going to start a trend where you have some of these guys with money starting to go in and buying these little independent companies and trying to turn them into something that they're not meant to be or something that they can't be. Last week, two weeks ago, we talked about how this is the greatest year in all of wrestling ever, the last last two years even. And here we are now. I see this news, and now I'm thinking not so much is the bottom going to fall out because now we're at these new heights, and now all these independent companies may start getting bought out, and the tickets will go up, and it's no longer a cheap, fun place to go. And maybe I'm going from one extreme to another here, but – I kind of start worrying that if this is a trend where you have millionaires buying these little local promotions and trying to turn them into things, that could kill what made wrestling as popular as it was, the independent circuit, and being so cheap. Well, sure. And I mean, I I don't know why you'd want to buy something so low profile. Um like I feel like you'd want something with at least a little bit of recognition, like a, like you said with Ring of Honor or something like that. Uh, at the same time, wasn't Wale supposed to buy a wrestling company or start one? I, I heard that rumor. I have not seen anything past that. What's all, all these musicians getting into the, the wrestling business? But, uh, I, you know, it's weird because it's kind of like what you were just mentioning. is kind of like the real estate market where, like, all these uh, 
all these people are just like buying property, like these cheap little properties just for the sake of like hiding money or whatever. And it's kind of driving the prices up. That could be what happens with uh, independent wrestling. Well, I, I'm, I'm worried about that because boy, the, it was the independent circuit. I believe that the podcast boom helped a lot where you start having these wrestlers control their own content and, and people kind of love that. Every, you know, the joke is every wrestler has a podcast. Every American has a podcast at this point. But, yeah. but I think it's actually great because you stay connected to your fan base where, you know, even before social media, you didn't really know anybody was coming to town until you saw it in the newspaper. You didn't know what was going on in their lives or you didn't connect the people and wrestlers on a whole different level now. So I really think you you have this now boom of independent wrestling backboned with podcasting that you might kill this pipeline. You know, everybody we see and cheer for now, you know, two years ago, they were independent darlings. Well, I mean, if not kill it, at least really damage it. Because if you consider uh, a lot of these guys, they're, I don't think that they know exactly what they're getting into. And a lot of these indie companies, I think a wrestling company in general, especially for the first few years, if not for the entire life of it, uh, is a losing money proposition uh it's very rare uh that most people seem to make money with this uh and i would have to believe that after a couple years of not making any money a lot of these guys are going to get you know bored or sick of it or whatever and it's going to kind of turn into like a little well i mean it probably is a side project for most of these guys so like when it becomes a side project they get bored with it then it's just like okay well forget about it and they close down the company would you ever consider running an independent show not on your no 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 <laughs> no no not even let's let's say eli drake hits the uh 400 million dollar lottery not even then no hell no I, uh, that money ain't going toward a, a I'd, I'd be done wrestling if i hit that makes sense i, I understand <laughs> that i'm not taking bumps if i got 400 million dollars you know what i do if i had four mil four hundred million dollars what you got blue chew oh boy that's You're right. going to buy a lot of Blue Chew. I, a lot of it. Look, uh, I've had some ladies listen to the podcast. It's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you podcast? What do you do? And I play the podcast for them or send them the link. And a lot of them are like, I don't know if I want to go out with you. I'm like, why? It's like, well, in your Blue Chew ad, you talk about laying the pipe all over Michigan. Oh, boy. So now I'm going to have to alter my Blue Chew ad because now that I'm single, uh, I I am going not to lay the pipe all over town, but to respectfully woo women into respectful oh dates. Do you, do you like how I'm where I'm going with this? Well, hold on real quick. Yeah. Is this a real story? Yeah, one hundred percent. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So so how does this happen? I, I we'll get to Blue Chew here in a second. But how how, how does this happen? So you're, you're, you're talking to the girl, and you just, you're like, oh, well, here, listen to my show. It, it kind of like, look, I do a nerdy wrestling podcast. You won't like it. Oh, well, send me the link. I'll listen to it. All right. Uh, cool. So I'll send over the link, and then it happened where I get the you know reply text back like, so uh, talk to me more about laying the pipe all over Michigan. Like, no, see, okay, I, I, I know that you are my elder and all that, but I, I am the elder when it comes to being a single man. Yes, you are. Being out here, doing the deal. I wouldn't even talk about that till you've already had your first date. Okay. Don't even, I, I don't even, I don't tell mostly, like whenever I've been out on a date, I usually don't even tell the girls that I'm a wrestler. If they find out, it's because they saw my Instagram or something like that. I don't send them any videos. I don't show them a damn thing until I've probably already laid that pipe all over Michigan or California or wherever I am. Uh, and then, you know, then it's like, oh, here's this, you know, um, but otherwise it's like, I, I, it's just, it's unnecessary. Well, you, you gotta, you gotta just shine just being yourself a little bit of charisma, a little bit of hello, everybody. And, uh, you know, then you don't have to, don't lean on that. Well, lady spoiler alert, <laughs> I'm about to lay the pipe all over Michigan. Oh boy. So. Uh, go to bluechew.com, use a promo code perspective. Using that promo code, you get your first order of bluechew for free. You just pay five dollars shipping and handling. Eli refuses to pay the shipping and handling. I, I, I won't. I get it now. I, I understand why you won't. 
but it is very kind of you to reach deep into those big Eli Drake money pockets and say, hey, here's a free sample for you. You're like the Oprah of dick pills. You get a free dick pill. You get a free dick pill. You get a free dick pill. Everyone gets dick pills. That's right. All you got to do is go to bluechew.com, use the promo code PERSPECTIVE. It's made with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. It's all done online, so there's no more awkward doctor visits. I mean, remember how these awkward these ads used to be when we were first starting to, to learn each other's idiosyncrasies on the mic? Now we're flow. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. If it's a blue chew, you're going to be chewing it. Does this come in flavors? Nope, nope, just blue. Just like blue flavor. Just blue flavor. What is the blue flavor? It's like a blue raspberry? It's blueberry? It's by the time you figure out what the flavor is, your dick is hard flavor. Oh boy. You're so, giving all the flavor. Passing the flavor around Michigan. That that's it. Ladies, line them up. I'm going to knock them down. I'm going to be vintage Ric Flair taking you to Space Mountain and down again. There we go. Woo. I can't even try a real woo because it sounds dorky and bad. Anyways, made with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis online, so there's no more doctor visits. Comes in a discreet package. So, look, me personally, I wish it came in a package that said Blue Chew with a big neon sign so everybody knows what's about to go down, and then the neighbors will come got any sugar? And I'll be like, hello? Why, yes I do. So, But it comes in a discreet package, so if you're a little bit shy, don't worry. And look, I know you're out there. I hear him, Eli. I don't need blue chew. I'm doing just fine in your bedroom. But guess what? Was Barry Bonds happy just being a 300 hitter, stealing 20 bases a season, hitting 20 home runs? No. He wanted to be a monster, so he took steroids. You can take Yeah, these bed. are like dick steroids. Yeah. So, yeah. So don't be Pittsburgh Pirate skinny Barry Bonds in the bedroom. Be roided out sexual freak Barry Bonds, like with the Giants breaking records left and right. And don't Andro do, Dick. That's right. Hey, and don't do it for you. Do it for her. You don't care. Right. It's all about her. I agree with this. You gotta please your lady first. That's right. So Go to Blue Chew, do it, take the pills, make everybody happy, hit home runs, leave her laying like one of those parking garage beatdowns. You just leave them laying all beaten and battered and bruised, and you're walking away like the cock of the walk. Just like that. Just like that. See? These ads are getting better, Eli. I feel like now that we're we're, we're gelling, these ads are getting better. <laughs> the cock of the walk with your big old Blue Chew dick. Yeah. Yep. Yo, turn around slowly. We don't want you to actually, you know, knock over a lamp or something because we know you people out there can do that. That can happen. So just stand at profile, impress her, hang a towel. I don't know what 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 people hang from their penises anymore. I've been out of that game for a while, but just know now that I'm single with Blue Chew, I'm going to start hanging all sorts of things like Christmas decorations when it comes Christmas time. It'll be like ho ho ho, come see what's under that tree, baby. Ho, ho, ho. How can they get this? Where do they get it? Bluetooth.com and use a promo code perspective and Eli himself will give you a free order, but you just have to pay $5 for shipping and handling. Pay that shipping. That's right. Eli, now that we're done with Bluetooth, let's uh, I feel like I need to do dating tips at some point on here. Trust me. I need them. I need them a lot. But Um, I mean, the people in general might need them, you know? I mean, screw them. Talk to me. (laughs) Oh, when we get off the air, I'll tell you a couple stories. Oh, okay. If if you're interested. I mean. It's a bad one. Horrible. Oh. Horrible. Anyway. Well, I mean, why don't you share it with everybody? No, no, not yet. This is this is an Eli special. I'll I'll tell you and then you can giggle about it and, and determine whether we should tell it on next show. So, the the audience wants to know you. Yeah, cliffhanger though. You leave the crowd wanting more. <laughs> Maybe next week I'll tell the story. All right. But but where can people find you? What do you have going on? Anything going on? No, there's nothing happening at all. I'm just uh, melting into my couch over here. Um, no, I'm lying. Uh, we, uh, of course, NWA Power, just uh, it just premiered last night. It's going to be on every single Tuesday, 6.05 p.m. Eastern Time. 
at the NWA YouTube. That's youtube.com slash NWA. Also on the Facebook page. Uh, and of course, if you don't make it live, you can watch it afterwards at the same address, youtube.com slash NWA. Uh, of course, you can find a couple new T-shirts uh, that you can find that I was just wearing one of them yesterday on my Instagram. That's at the Eli Drake. Uh, and I'm also at the Eli Drake on uh, Twitter, uh, which I've been much more active on the last few days because of the NWA. So everybody uh, strike while the iron's hot. And, uh, of course, Pro Wrestling Tees, which I was trying to get to, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Eli Drake. Get your most delightful, delicious, wonderful Eli Drake T-shirts and support your boy. And uh, I think that about do it for me for right now. All right. Go to WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com if you are listening on – yes, what? I was just going to say I'll be in Las Vegas this weekend. If anybody's a degenerate out there and wants to buy me a couple of drinks, it'll be me and uh, probably a couple of the WWE boys hanging out. Wow. All right. Thanks for the All invite. Right. Um, oh, that, that was supposed to, I think I said that was going to be last weekend, but last weekend I got it mixed up. It's actually this weekend. All right. Uh, yeah. Did you leave me a voicemail with the details? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's somewhere in there. I got to check and see if I got a missed call from Eli or, or maybe an email I haven't read. I'm sure you sent me the details and you're like, really want me to come hang out with you. So that's cool. I yeah, wait. checks in the mail. Okay, good. Uh, WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. Go over there. To wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you rate, subscribe, download, leave a comment, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. That's the biggest way we grow. And it's free for you to do it. So tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Ooh, you're welcome. I like that. And I didn't uh, even really let it go on this one. Go ahead and do something. Eli <laughs> still refuses to do. You can follow me on Twitter. Oh, have I still not done that? You still not done that, Eli? All right, good for me. People, tweet Eli. Tell him to follow me. Because, because I, 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 I would love to have my co-host follow me and show some sort of like hey we're cool man you know i've meant to do that a bunch i get on twitter and i'm like ah and then i forget i get all these mentions <laughs> and interactions and i just completely forget yeah boy that's that's such a lie all right guys <laughs> wrestling perspective we'll talk to you guys later say goodbye eli bye-bye when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.